Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is April 12th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? How was your birthday? Oh, it was good. Did absolutely nothing, and it was everything I hoped it could be. You know, that's how I, that's how I prefer to spend it. So just playing video games with the boys and eating cheesecake, having a good time. Portos? Into Portos? Yeah, Portos. Port, Portos over here. It's a Cuban bakery here in Burbank. Pretty pretty renowned. And that's yeah. become uh, Katie's tradition because, you know, she ain't much of a baker. Now, everybody else in the house has a, has a birthday. Cakes get baked, all right? You know, you bought, that's what I do. Uh, but, you know, when it's my turn, I'm not going to bake my own cake, and Katie's not going to subject me to that, so she, you know, goes to Porto's. Um, yeah. But, yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, Trey's very domestic. He calls himself Mama Trey. He's got his own apron. He does like he likes to cook, and he's a he, he, he's he's, pretty, he's a star baker on British Baking Show. If, if he was on a, if he was on there, um, yeah. before we get to the show, a couple quick things. One, uh, subway shooting in New York. Ten people got shot. Nobody died so far. That's awesome. They haven't caught the dude. So if you're in New York, uh, look out for that guy. Um, a couple things, update on our evil sports owners thing. Uh, our buddy Dan Snyder, who uh, bank shot and took out your coach in the Washington Commander's investigation. Mm-hmm. And Congress has been looking into his finances, and apparently he got caught laundering some money through Kenny Chesby concerts. So that's interesting. Uh, he was uh, basically taking revenue that was supposed to go to Commander's paper, paperwork and sand. They went through the like Teddy, Kenny Chesby concerts and happened at FedEx Forum and some other events there to hide money from his fellow NFL owners and players. Right. So, okay, I want on that real quick because I saw that too. Uh, first of all, producer Matt's asking that I say so, uh, might be having a little bit of connection issues, but we think the audio is still fine. Hopefully, it's not too distracting, it's not uh, anything we could do about it. We're just going to soldier on, and again, you know, you can hear us, and hopefully, it isn't too much of an issue. Uh, this is how dumb I am about the internet. We've been having like wind storms out here today in LA, the wind's been crazy, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, watch out. You know, Hit a hit an internet line or something, you know. I don't know how anything works, but anyway, Dan Snyder. I saw people speculating, and I, you know, he's had all this stuff with like sexual harassment and just really fucked up shit has come out about his mm-hmm. ownership of the Washington Commanders. But I saw some people speculating that like this could be the thing that actually matters because now mm-hmm. he's like fucking with the money, the money of the other owners specifically. And that seems like the type of line you don't cross with it. Like all that other shit, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But this could actually be a problem. Do you think that'll ever amount to anything? I don't know. For those of you guys who don't follow NFL finance closely, NFL is essentially a socialist organization where all the owners share money. And the commanders are the most valuable, uh, formerly known as the Redskins slash football team, are the most valuable franchise in the NFL, and uh, he's supposed to share some of that income with, uh, say, like a small market team, the Green Bay Packers, and instead, what he's been doing is saying he made less money, so he had to share less, so this could be the thing that, I mean, that, I mean all of it should get in trouble for. Yeah. <laughs> he's breaking all kinds of laws and social, and rules of morality, so fuck that guy. Um, also, this is a funny thing, sort of relates to the show, uh, Matt's been complaining to us about uh, he has to go to Home Depot because he's favorite place. Nobody there wears a mask, so he thought he's going to get uh, COVID from all the red contractors. But instead, he went mm-hmm. to the White House last week, as we told you guys. And yep. now everybody in the White House has COVID. So he's worried about Home Depot instead of what we got at the White House because our entire leadership class, who are all 80 year old fucking idiots, went to the gridiron, gridiron dinner and like 
70 some people have gotten COVID. And that's a low estimate because they don't, they're not counting stuff because they're hiding those numbers from us. But like Pelosi got it, a bunch of cabinet secretaries. Uh, I think Kabbalah got it. It's like, it's, 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 so yeah, like we mentioned, like we said that producer Matt was going to the White House. Well, so he was there when mm-hmm. the COVID super super spreader outbreak happened. So you know, I mean, maybe he's a carrier. Maybe he brought it with him all the way across the country. Uh, you know, yeah. no Matt, no way to know that he didn't give everybody COVID. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. I was just running around the White House biting everybody. So it's, uh, Matt yeah. says he tested negative last night. That's what you would say, Matt. Now, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Matt didn't give everyone COVID, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, fun times. Uh, quick hitter, uh, Jared Kushner got a $2 billion payoff from the uh, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Probably not related to stuff in the White House, it's like looking at the way when he killed Khashoggi. And mm-hmm. uh, even the U.S. Navy became Yemen's port to facilitate the genocide. Probably not for that shit. Probably because Jared no. is a famously good investor who bought right. a huge office building at 666 Park Avenue right before the market collapsed. He's been underwater ever since then. And so he's obviously a genius. You want to give his money. I heard that the, the yeah. thing I read about that said that the Saudi Crown Prince's uh, whatever advisors advised mm-hmm. him not to do that because there were concerns with the financials or the viability or the you know the like business legitimacy of of the deal but that he did it anyway so yeah i mean he must just been really swayed by kushner's business acumen you know and not any of that other stuff that you said yeah kushner's definitely gonna put it into like half into crypto and half it was hot in 2003 like pets.com or some shit uh (laughs) he's like uh another this this story is amazing to me. So these two guys got arrested this week. They've been pretending to be agents of the Department of Homeland Security for years. For years. It's running around D.C. making best people in the Secret Service and the FBI, including agents, Secret Service agents that serve on Biden's detail, the First Lady's detail, and Kamala's detail. Buying them all stuff. Lying about being federal agents. And nobody knows why. <laughs> and yeah. the judge just let them go. Because the government's case doesn't explain why they were doing it. It's like all you've proven is they gave they bought one secret service agent. They, were, they gave him a free apartment worth forty thousand dollars a year. And I mean, I, like, I don't. What do you think they're trying to do? Like, sure, I mean, they wouldn't. They have to be trying to do something, right? By pretending to be DHS agents and greasing all these palms and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so what they, the hell? So they got him dead to rights for first name federal agent, but then nobody knows what the so they, they gave that guy three thousand dollar a month a year apartment. That's the quid. No one knows what the quo is. They can't get him for like right. robbery or espionage. One of the guys was telling people that he's a member of Pakistani intelligence. Pakistan said no, he's not. Of course, that's what that Pakistan would say. Except a Pakistani intelligence agent would never tell people he's a Pakistani intelligence agent. So that's one thing in their favor. Uh, these guys are just a bunch of morons to be like they, they got in trouble because it, it was this was agent for the postal service like a, f- a federal investigator for the postal service had some inner dealings where he ran into them and they identified themselves as the agents they seemed fishy so he looked them up and like oh they're not and when they're trying to cover the tracks they mailed a bunch of their guns to a real secret service agent yeah and he was like why are you mailing me your guns to hide i'm fucking doing that's so he turned them in right i mean like yeah that part too they like boxed up a bunch of guns and stuff because they thought the heat was on but they Uh shipped those guns 
to a secret service agent. And yeah, the whole thing's just super weird and confusing and yeah. thus, you know, appropriate for the world we live in, I guess. But yeah, no, it's it, shit's wild. It's like uh, pretty much every second episode, at least talk about somebody weird pretending to be a cop. Like with our, our Patreon on, on Friday, we talked about Stupid Magazine, new uh, 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 me property loan, who has a history of pretending to be a cop, even though we just see a couple people kill pretending to be a cop. Um, but there's another case. This this guy uh, in Oklahoma tried to steal an Audi. He by telling people he was a federal marshal and he was confiscating it and tried to drive it off a lot. And <laughs> that's, that, that's that movie logic, right? He just walks yeah. up like flashes of plastic bags, like I'm commandeering this vehicle, but yeah. it's the real world. So everybody's like, no, no, you, you can't, you can't do that. And now he's yeah. in jail, right? So, yeah, so he tried to drive off, but they didn't let him. So then he got out of the car and he's like, okay, well, I guess even though I'm a real cop, I really need a car i guess i'm gonna leave now i try to leave and they detained him and the, and the cops stopped they arrested him they're like why are you telling people you're a federal marshal he goes i am a federal marshal I'm like, okay well like uh when he's like well trump deputized me the federal marshal when he declared martial law ah. i was like all right anyway i'm just glad that other countries specifically pakistan have this exact same type of fucking idiot <laughs> yeah so. also you know this is another way in which dmx was a trendsetter uh, did he got oh, yeah. he got? Remember that one of the things yeah. that he got arrested for one time was like impersonating an FBI agent or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. I don't remember the kind. Me neither, but it was something like that. But yeah, he just you know always ahead of the curve. Rest in peace. Okay, uh, but we already mentioned back with us after hobnobbing in DC and surviving the COVID. Uh, you know hurricane that went down up there producer matt is here tonight this is weekly skews as always i want to remind you of two things real quick number one if you're vaccinated and want to see me live you can go to wellredcomedy.com for tickets we'll be in portland this weekend louisville the week after that and i've got some new dates coming for you very soon secondly if you like the show and you would like to support us and get some bonus skews in your life for doing so you can sign up on patreon for $5 a month, you get full-length bonus episodes, and you help us out. So if you're into that, go to weeklyskews.com slash more or patreon.com slash Crowder. Either way works. Sign up on there and get some more skews in your life. Okay. On the show tonight, got some breaking news. This country's rich people do not like paying taxes. They are also exceedingly good at it. But fret not, the IRS is addressing the issue by auditing our nation's poorest people at a rate five times that of the wealthiest. Seems fair. We'll get into it, bitch, about rich people. Have some fun a little bit later. But first, the Daily Dumbass, Matt Graphic Plus. Tonight's DD, Joe Biden, for thinking he could make a simple dad joke without igniting the flames of controversy. That's right. So we're going to watch this clip first, then we're going to explain further yeah. after that. So Try to figure out what's that. wrong with it as you watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Thank you all for coming. By the way, he was responsible for the weather as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so that's it. That's the entirety of what Joe Biden said. Like Mark said, yeah. I want you all to think about 
what might have been upsetting about that or what the secret coded messaging was that was inferred there or whatever mm-hmm. you can come up with is, you know, he's doing the all, oh, you brought the weather with you, huh? Like, you know, every, every mm-hmm. pap off for generations, but apparently it's not so simple according to the, um, what would you call this? The like conservative it's content RNC, yeah. aggregator thing. No, this is, this is the Republican national committee. <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, according to them, it's not so simple. Matt, you want to put up the caption? So here's here's how they captioned it. Biden says his ATF nominee, Steve Dettelbach, was responsible for the weather today. And then there's a paragraph break. And then it says, Dettelbach is Jewish. There you have it. <laughs> Bombshell. That's right. Now, Mark, listen, <coughs> these, people are, these people are so crazy that I can't mm-hmm. tell. Like, are they saying that Biden was being anti-Semitic or are they yes. saying, okay, that's what they're Cause they're so insane that I was like, mm-hmm. are they saying like this proves that Jews control the weather? Like we've been telling y'all for years, you know, no, I mean, that's, he knows the truth and he let it slip. They have been controlling the weather. We tried to yeah. tell y'all, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely how half their base is going to read it. So maybe this is more artfully crafted than I, than I thought, but it, so Half people read it as them saying uh, Joe Biden is being anti-Semitic, which again, he's just making a bad joke. And I, I look, I, I would not doubt Joe Biden's 80 years old that he makes some uh, Papaw-type jokes and references in private that reveal some, you know, veiled uh, old-school thoughts about, you know, every minority group and women. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, 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 uh, I don't think he was doing that here. Uh, and also, I don't think Jews control the weather. I'm going to put that on the record. <laughs> yeah, no. We've always said here, Jews do not control the weather. They don't yes. even have rain dances that I'm aware of. So, you know, no, I don't, no, know, how no that, I don't know how that would even work. Um, all right. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, fortune cookies for not breaking this whole thing wide open sooner. Okay. So, all right. All right. I got to do my pork board to strengthen yeah, here. I'm about to say, go, go ahead. <laughs> Some QAnon shit. So take it away. All right. So. Look, we always we always all want to pretend that these people don't matter, but Satan's DNA was trending worldwide on Twitter today because a new documentary dropped called "Watch the Water," which is a QAnon expression. They say, "Watch the water." Don't really know why. Uh, it's about COVID and how it, how it, how it's a huge conspiracy, and of course, this is pushed forward by Stu Peters, who we did an episode about on Thursday. That's who this guy's talking to. And I want you to watch this guy figure out the whole plot because of a fortune cookie. Uh, here you go. And I picked it up and read it to my wife, and it reads something like this. All of the world's greatest riches begin with one penny. <laughs> I said, How oh, profound. I looked at Jane, I was like, of course it does. Like, who doesn't know that, right? And I sat it down and she's looking at me as she's eating. She's like, are you gonna eat? And I was just staring at the, the actual paper, fortune. And I said, uh, yeah, I'll eat in a minute. And she goes, what's wrong? And I said, it's what's on the back of that fortune cookie that's freaking me out. And usually you'll see like lottery numbers or something random on the back of those cookies. But what I noticed was a name on the back of that fortune. In parentheses on the back of that fortune, as soon as I opened it, are two names. I knew. 
<laughs> God was telling me you can't give up and you have to tell the world. All right. Okay. All right. So, so he I'm looks sorry. at it says, it's this looping. L-I-U-B-I-N-G, which uh, it's under the words ice skating because it's literally, I looked it up, Google Translate, it's literally the translation for ice skating. So it's just teaching you a Chinese phrase for ice skating, which fortunately do stuff like that. But uh, in case you're curious, Bing Lu was a Chinese-born professor who died in a murder-suicide. And he's been, because no one commits suicide in QAnon universe. He was obviously part of the scheme by the cabal to launch code. And therefore, uh, this guy getting his name with fortune cookie is a sign for God that he's on the right track as opposed to just learning a little bit of language about ice skating. <laughs> so, okay. The, Bing Lu, the real guy, they think mm-hmm. that he did what, that he was murdered. He was yeah. assassinated because he was too close to uncovering the truth. Which is, which is what, or is that yes. the whole thing? We don't know because they killed him. Or yeah, I'll read this article from BBC News. Uh, Bing Lu, a 37-year-old assistant professor at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, was found dead in his house on Saturday. Colleagues said he was close to making significant findings on his studies of COVID-19, sparking online speculation it was an assassination. But police say it was a murder-suicide. Uh, so this poor guy got shot, sort of like Seth Rich. Remember that. Uh, who's mm. part of the conspiracy theories about the DMC and Hillary Clinton emails. He's a poor guy, wrong place, wrong time, killed for personal reasons or whatever. And, of course, the internet turns it into a big thing. Again, there are no conspiracy theories. It can't just be that this guy was a COVID researcher who got murdered because of love life or whatever. It's always the cabal. Sure. Um, okay. Sounds about right. Um, I almost kind of want to watch this documentary. Um but I know I'll probably regret it if I bite the bullet and do so. Cause I watched, I've watched some like <laughs> QAnon videos before uh, just to mm-hmm. see how stupid it is. And it's like, in my experience anyway, it, we all already know it's going to be really stupid, but you ask me, however stupid you think it's going to be, it's actually even stupider when you sit down and watch some of it. It's so wild to me that people watch the same thing and are like, this is it. This is everything, you know, because it's just so dumb. So I'm kind of tempted to check this one out too, but I don't know. We'll we'll see if it's, it's not even like they're the laziest conspiracy theorists in the world because it like they don't put any thought like trying to work out how these plots could work. It's all correlation. It's literally like I peed today and it rained, therefore my pee me peeing caused it to rain, and everybody's like. Oh. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, 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 it's just like at least a loose change guys fucking put some work into their shit, you know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, like I said before on the show, I watched loose change when I was high as hell and in college. And by the end of it, I was like, God damn, I don't know. Bush did do 9-11. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I came around later, but I'm saying, you know, I've been took before, but not by this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Next honorable mention. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, that the real Illuminati is this uh, black sorority, apparently. Put up that screen grab, Matt. Uh, a lot of, see, you can see here, Skull and Bones has lost their power. It's now the sorority known as Delta Sigma Theta, who is taking control of our government, taking control of our country at all levels of government. Even the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors chairman is a Delta. And they've, uh, quote, tweeted a picture that uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms posted with mm-hmm. a bunch of um, 
uh, black women politicians and and policy makers and DC people or whatnot who were all in this same sorority, presumably at different schools, and they all got together and took a picture. And they're also doing their deltas, right? So they're making uh-huh. like a delta a delta shape with their fingers. But you all may know that that is also. Uh, the official symbol of the Illuminati or some such shit like that. So naturally that means that they are the ones now running the new world order, I guess. I'm not an expert on uh, black sororities for at least two pretty obvious reasons. Uh, but <laughs> I do know that the Deltas take it very seriously and they stick together. And of course, if you're going to be uh, in politics, you want to have clicks. Like, like you brought up Skull and Bones, which is funny. A bunch of presidents in a row who are members of Skull and Bones, like uh, uh, George Bush, John Kerry, a bunch of candidates, think Al Gore. It's like, it's really weird uh, society. But uh, Deltas are just a sorority. It's not like like the the thing, not like the thing where they're fucking dead pigs, like the Skull and Bones gets into or whatever. Uh, But I mainly want to talk about this guy, Scott P.F. So if you don't know who this guy is, he's the Loudoun County, Virginia GOP chair. He ran for the House of Delegates last year and lost, but not before humility himself quite thoroughly. For example, he tweeted this last year in the height of his campaign about global warming. Uh, I'm curious, do you think the sea level would lower if we just took all the boats out of the water? <laughs> That's a thought, not a statement. <laughs> look, at, he's got a, look at the pictures on all the boats. Like, look at how many boats there are, Trey. That's obviously Jack. Yeah, cool. why is nobody talking about this? You see all these goddamn boats? You know, if you yeah. take a... And I'm pretty sure I saw that he like followed up when he started getting dragged for it. He was like, well, if you take toy boats out of a bathtub, it's going to change the level of that water. So why is nobody talking about this? You know, but I just also wonder like how, I guess he was on some website and saw this mapping of all the boats in the ocean Uh, and mm -hmm. he had a light bulb moment. He thought like, I wonder if in his mind he was like, I think I might've cracked it. You know what I mean? <laughs> when he first came up with it, it's just so funny. Somebody apparently did actually work out the literal math on this, though. Yeah, an engineer calculated the estimate to P.O.'s question, according to this news article I read. Uh, he concluded the impact on sea levels would be about six microns, slightly more than the diameter of a strand of spider silk if you took all the boats out of the ocean. Because I don't know if you noticed this, Trey, but the ocean's big. It's pretty fucking pretty big. Pretty big. Uh, so... So he said, you don't worry about that six-mile level drop this, uh, this engineer wrote, because the ocean's are really rising about 3.3 millimeters per year due to global warming. So at that point, if you moved every ship from the ocean, the water would be back up to its original average level in 16 hours. So this guy this guy would save off the end of human civilization by 16 hours. So it's worth it. when we get down to our last well, 16 hours, <laughs> it's like we're worth the shots. Also, what, like... I kind of don't even get like what he's going for with with this. Like, I'm assuming he's the type of, you know, the economy must go on no matter the cost. Like, he just wants to shut down the entire global shipping industry because of sea levels rising. Like, he's worried about that enough to take these measures. Like, I just feel like it's I just feel like it's dumb from all angles is what I'm saying. Like, just the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, disrupts right now trying to figure out a way to switch back to uh, like when once the boats are away, like you can put them under sail, uh, basically turn them back into sailboats because they have the technology better now for figuring out how to do that. And uh, people are you know debating whether that, that would work. But like the point is, that is much more feasible than stopping the entire global economy. <laughs> right. Like you remember remember that boat got stuck in the Suez Canal 
out oh, last year and yeah. nobody could get underwear or fruit for like three weeks because mm-hmm. everything's so fucking stupid. Like that's this is like this guy's tried like doing that but like times fifty. Um by the way, another small detail about this guy. Pio was the organizer of the quote Trump International Rapid Response Team, which would mobilize in support of the former president whenever he golfed in Virginia. So now people lap outside properties to yell at him when he goes to play golf. These people, this guy was in charge of the group that would go yell back. So what everything <laughs> i saw where you put that in the outline and i and i was like i don't I, th- I thought you meant like whenever he would take golfing trips they would like i don't know try to fill in in some way or something on the internet or some such but you mean they go to the golf course where he's at they mobilize to the golf course to yell back at people I, who yell at donald trump i honestly don't know that first impression and, and yeah. then didn't look into it anymore because they didn't really give a shit. But you're, you're, maybe you're right. Maybe when people tweeted that the, the Trump golfing was a waste of money and time, they tweet back. That's a good theory of mine. I don't know. Both things could be true. The That's International I mean. Rapid Response Team centered around yeah. golfing in Virginia. Yeah. Oh, what about it? Okay, let's see. Next up for honorable mention, everybody in Alabama for not knowing to stay the fuck out of my homeland. That's right. Finally, um, Marsha Blackburn coming through here says Tennesseans want a wall on our southern border. I've been saying for years we need to keep the damn Alabamans out. Uh, Mississippi and Georgia, too, while we're at it. Why not? Um, But, no, obviously she's talking about the Mexico wall. She just said it in a dumb way because she is dumb. Listen, Mark, before you respond to that, producer Matt's telling me that uh, people are complaining about the audio slash video quality of Mark's stream. I we apologize for that, uh, but we don't know why. We don't know why it's the same setup he always uses. His something's just shitty about his internet right now. Somebody <laughs> says Mark is on dial-up armchair QB one, living up to that name too. But uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't know, y'all. I mean, I'm sorry. All we can do is soldier on. I guess uh, it hasn't been a big problem in the past, and hopefully won't be going forward. We noticed it before we started. We hoped that on y'all your end that it would maybe be not as bad also mark like rebooted his router did all that shit we tried various troubleshooting things and it just still happens it's been a minute since we've had you know technical issues so um you know it we were long overdue for some rebecca on youtube says we still love you smart mark all right yeah. marsha blackburn what do you think about this I I guess I'll read, like I've done this round the show before, but like nobody in a board, only a person from Tennessee or like usually people from Tennessee or like Iowa or whatever are doing this shit because like people on the border don't want a wall for a lot of reasons that we talked about before. But it's worth pointing out that the Republican congressman for the whole border and uh, uh, in Texas, Will Hurd, retired rather than keep fighting this dumping because he knows his constituents don't want a border wall because it would chop all their land in half and it's a fucking idiotic proposal. It's a 1,400-mile wall. Uh, people cut holes in it pretty easily. A lot of people, come, uh, all the drugs are coming in through tunnels and boats and drones anyway. This is a nothing but a monument to dumbassery and that's why they want it built. So there you go. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, our uh, last couple honorable mentions here. Number one, Ronald McDonald for getting his inevitable Trump endorsement. Yeah, Trump's out there endorsing who... Uh, who was the most recent lucky recipient? Play the uh, clip, Matt, if you've got it. Mm, well, 
Yeah, perhaps we don't. I can just tell you what. So Trump had a rally this weekend where uh, he was he's endorsing Dr. Oz and said the reason he chose to endorse him is because he had an 18 year career in television. Okay, here we go. By the way, I endorsed another person today, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz. Great guy, a good man, He's a good man, Harvard educated, tremendous, tremendous career. And they liked him for a long time. That's like a poll. You know, when you're in television for 18 years, that's like a poll. That means people like you, but he's a he's a great guy. This is the year we're going to take back the house. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, so uh, if you've been on career TV for 18 years, uh, you can have Trump's endorsements. So, Good news, uh, Homer Simpson. Uh, uh, who else, Trey? Uh, <laughs> cast a mash. Uh, fucking Oprah. That bald uh, dude from Jerry Springer. He's got one of them shows. Yeah. Steve yeah, Wilkos. Steve, That's Steve Wilkos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he seems like he'd run for office in like uh, Jersey or somewhere. You know, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah he definitely win. Uh, but also, like, one thing really funny is like the guy, David, whatever his name, who missed out on Trump's endorsement. Dropped a barn burner of a fucking attack ad on Oz after tra- a- 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 in the course of throwing a fit after after Oz got the endorsement over him. He it basically just is a montage of Trump saying how smart Hillary is. Trump, uh, 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 sorry, uh, Oz saying how smart Hillary is. Oz interviewing Michelle Obama about children eating more vegetables. And all this stuff is played as like look. At it, yeah, he thinks she's more vegetables, right? It's a fake. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it plays like ether, like not dropped ether on Jay. Like, it's like, oh, it's so fucking funny. But uh, the, my favorite video from that rally, uh, that Matt's about to play, it just like listen to the audience laugh when Trump says this, like, they're all in this fucking sick joke, and it makes me so mad. Yeah, I've got to be the cleanest sheriff, I think I'm the most honest human being. Perhaps that God ever created. Perhaps. (laughs) Instead of... One guy yelled no. A fan of his yelled no. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. These people are wild. It's like they have this fervent fervent devotion to him or whatever, but also shit like this, you know? Or I don't don't know. I guess it's like... I guess it's like... They admire his bullshittery or how much he lies or something. Do you know what I mean? They're like laughing because it's like you said, it's like they're laughing like we're all in on the joke. Of course, everybody knows you're not honest, but that's what we love about you or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, you know, one reason people like The Sopranos, like watching Tony Sopranos, sort of like an alpha male fantasy because he just takes what he wants and he fucks what he wants, who he wants. If somebody gets his way, he kills him. Like that, that's a politician, except Tony, Tony Soprano wasn't real. He didn't actually kill anybody. So it's like, this is, yeah. Yeah. Nonsense. All right. Yep. Speaking of nonsense, let's talk about rich people and their taxes. Won't too. Yeah. So uh, it's tax week, everybody. Uh, hope that isn't news to you. Hope everybody's like, oh, fucking running off. You got to turn your taxes in a couple of days. Uh, 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 some of you guys, I'll say 20 to 25% of people wait to the last minute to do the taxes, which is uh, crazy for reasons we'll talk about in a minute because you're more likely to for abundance. But so Syracuse University did this study about who's likely to get audited. And it was funny the different ways it uh, was filtered through the coverage. Because this is one way I found about found out about it was this article said, 
how to avoid an IRS audit of your taxes uh, in, in 2022. And one of the tips was to make more than $25,000 a year. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, why, anybody who's making less than that reads this article and is like, oh, God damn it. Why yeah, did I, I think of that? that. I, should, I, should, I should have just been making more money this whole time. Yeah, God, I should have thought I'm, about making more money. I'm such an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yeah, the other stuff in there is pretty like, it was like, everybody's working from home, but be more careful about be careful about how you write off your home office, stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. But it was like, like so there's the numbers from that article, uh, how, how they explain it. Um, some Americans may have more concerned by getting audited than others. One such group is low-income households with less than $25,000 in annual earnings. This group is five times as likely to be audited as everyone else, according to a recent house by IRS, uh, IRS data by the Transactional Records Access Clearing House. That's a terrorist sees the group at Syria. Hughes that did this study. Uh, about 13 tax returns per 1,000 filed by those earning less than 25,000 were audited uh, last fiscal year, compared with a rate of 2.6 for 30,000 returns for people with incomes above 25,000. So if you make $20,999, you have about a 0.1% chance of getting audited. If you make more than $25,001, you have about a 0.026 chance of getting audited. Uh, both of those are pretty low, but if you've ever been audited, I have and I've only heard from people that it's fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I luckily haven't either. I'm, I keep yeah. uh, expecting it every year, but I haven't uh, experienced that either. But I, and I don't know, I'm sorry if I'm getting ahead with this because I know that in, you know, reading through the stuff, I know that this is mentioned. But the first thing that I thought uh, when I saw this was that I bet that it's, and I, this is not me excusing it. I still think it, that it makes it fucked up, but I just assumed that like the IRS has like quotas or something, numbers they need to hit in terms of how many audits they do or whatnot. And it just stands to reason that a person who's making far less money, that their tax return would be way simpler for yeah. them to audit than pouring through all the fucking shell company bullshit that a rich person has going on. So it's just like a, it's like laziness more than malice or whatever, or they're just going for like, oh, this is just so much easier doing this than yeah. messing with, you know, Elon Musk and them. So we're just going to not do that. For sure. Uh, Matt saying to try muting my camera. I don't even know how to do that, Matt. Like, right, right. Like, under- Matt, stop to fix shit we can't fix. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. Mark, just click the camera button under the screen that we're both on you see the icon yeah click that all right i feel so alone anyway go ahead all right from void uh so yeah you're right so like if you're if you're a fruit picker we have to you have to like pick so much fruit which fruit uh per per hour and you're bumping up against your deadline what are you going to pick lowest hanging fruit right so like here this thing this houston uh, newspaper interviewed uh, this like CBA who was talking about issues with the IRS and said, um, basically the IRS has become so starved and underfunded, like, like no one there knows what they're doing. Uh, and also they're way behind. Like there are 40 million returns right now that have not been processed from last year. Um, 40 million is a lot. I don't know how many returns they get, but there's only 300 and some million people in the United right. States. Um, 
So it's a lot of those are kids and a lot of those people are retired and a lot of those people are filing simple returns and some people file jointly. So I would guess they probably get like 180 million returns. So like a quarter of them from last year, they haven't fucking gotten to yet. And the CPA was like, it's much easier for the IRS to find errors in a simple form like a 1040. It takes more eyes to comb through complicated returns and find red flags. Not only is the IRS going through an employee shortage, is some of their workers aren't fully knowledgeable or trained. Um, so, yeah. They basically we talked we, we framed it this way before, but Republicans have defunded their police, um, right? Yeah, and all this just makes me absolutely fucking furious because we like they tell us whenever we need the government to do something, they say it can't afford it, but they're not even like giving them enough resources to like claim the money that they're owed. It's not, we're not talking right. about raising taxes anybody here. We're just trying to make people pay taxes they already got. Um, to pick up the Syracuse stuff, man, I just want to talk about these charts for a second. Um, okay. <laughs> This is just talking about your the rate of being audited. Look at the gap between that. Like low income wage earners, that's yeah. the thirteen versus two point six, and uh, all of the taxpayers. That's the gap here. Uh, throw up that next chart, map. Yeah, this is just astounding to me to look at. Uh, it, it's fucking infuriating. We, we talked about the ProPublica data that we went through early. I did a whole episode on uh, late last year, I think, about how like Elon Musk paid zero dollars in taxes, and on paper, Jeff Bezos uh, made eighty thousand dollars last year from uh, from right. uh, Amazon. That's what that's the salary he paid taxes on was eighty thousand. Right, because they get they make all their money through all their like investments and shit and assets that they have and whatnot. So it's not income. And then their income, as far as what goes down on a piece of paper is, yeah, some shit like 80 grand. And then that's what they pay income tax on. So that's how they get it's away even, with paying nothing. More nefarious than that. Cause I remember, uh, I think I talked about this in the show before, but I ever an explainer for why Trump didn't want to pay, uh, open his taxes up. It's not cause necessarily did anything illegal. It's cause what's legal. Like, yeah. Right. If you don't take your capital gains, if you roll it over to more investments, uh, you can keep accruing assets while not actually taking any income, even though you're getting much richer. But then what you can do is you can take a loan based on your uh, equity and live off the loans. But your your so your paper tax returns say you took a loss, even as you even if you roll real estate over to double your holdings, so you get a tax rebate on your business losses because you were living off loans to pay your mortgage and shit. It's fucking perverse, and it's not something that, any, that anyone else can do if they're not incorporated and don't have the the assets for expensive, you know, accountants and lawyers. Because um, it's it's absolutely it's legal. The shit makes me wonder, like, how we get any money from these people. You know what I mean? Like how like. Um, it just seems like they're so good at getting around paying almost anything. It's like you said, it's not just not like tax evasion. I mean, I guess it is, but it's like legal, legally speaking, it's not. It's just loopholes that they, you know, know how to exploit because they have the resources to employ a team of people dedicated to no other pursuit than helping them exploit those loopholes. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's maddening. You talk, people talk about like the rates and stuff on the rich, but it just goes so much further than that, you know? Yeah. And the meaning from it, like, I, I think, look, we all need money to eat and that's absolutely it, but money is also power, right? So whoever gets to hold on more of their money has more power in life and in politics. So like they're, they're, they're rattling, they're rattling their sabers to raise taxes on poor people. Like uh, Rick Scott put out his uh, congressional plan, uh, like his, his uh, agenda for when problems take back the Senate, sort of, sort of his document for, what he would like to do his plan to run for president and it's all about raising money on low wage earners because republicans always throw out this talking point that 
the bottom 50% don't pay any taxes. Now it's bullshit because you pay sales tax, you pay property tax, you pay state tax, you pay yada, yada, yada. You pay social security tax. But yeah, when it comes to federal income tax, sometimes you fall in a bracket where you don't pay that. So, but let's, let's, this is a video from um, Ohio Senate candidate, Mike Gibbons. He's the one who almost got beat up. By, yeah, uh, by Josh Brandon. Yeah, he, this is yeah. business, Papaw. The one that Mike Dale tried, yeah. tried to fight, yeah. The top 20% of earners in the United States pay 82% of federal income tax. Um, we only have, and if you do the math, and 45 to 50% don't pay any income tax, you can see the middle class is not really paying any kind of a fair share, depending on how you want to uh, define it. Now, the problem is, is you need the middle class to win an election. So the narrative is the middle class is getting screwed and the and the, the wealthy, the, the elite are, are getting are, are cheating everybody. Just uh, dude, to me, the audacity of this motherfucker to be like, <laughs> to just be like, uh, you know. You don't know how good you got it, American middle class. Like, yeah. you need to stop bitching. You guys don't pay shit. Really, you should be, you know, grateful for us for bailing the rest of y'all out for so long. Everybody acts like, oh, the middle class is getting screwed. But really, it's the opposite. And you need to keep, you know, you need to keep that in mind and know your place, middle class. And he's just like, like, don't even get me started on the poor. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you, this, uh. The Wall Street Journal does this series that is running bit. They call people that don't pay uh, federal income tax lucky duckies. Um, that's what they call people who are too poor to 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 uh, uh, pay federal income tax. Again, they're still paying Social Security, still paying sales tax, still paying rental taxes, still paying mortgage, you know, property taxes, yada yada yada. But it's like it's absolutely insane because if you want to make, if you really think those people are lucky, if you want was, to make less, you can always make less money. I know, dude. I hate that shit. The whole this like prevailing narrative they've always had that it's like super poor people are living life on easy street yeah. like they just sit back with their feet kicked up letting everybody else pay everything for them and it's like dude everything about being poor fucking sucks it's yes. like it's not easy at all only someone who's never been poor would think that being poor is fucking easy or that you're yeah. lucky like when you know that's Clearly, it's not luck. Like there, it's not lucky to be poor in this country when such a huge percentage of people <laughs> are in that position. Like yeah. the luck, the lucky ones are the ones on the other end of the spectrum. But yeah, just that idea that poor people are just kicking their feet up and being lazy and whatnot and just cruising through life mm -hmm. is so so fucking insulting and infuriating. Mm -hmm. We were joking at the top of the segment about like you, you, like just uh, uh, one of the ways you could avoid being audited was like making less than twenty five thousand, making more than twenty five thousand. Like, oh, why did we just think of that? But making less money is something. Like when Biggie says more money, more problems. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about the pressure and the uh, uh, you know all the attention and the more people asking you for stuff that comes along with it. But also, if you want to solve that problem, Biggie, write me a check for all your money and all your problems go away. Like, if you really thought it was more problems, you can just hand me your money and, all, and it all goes away. But no one actually believes that, of course, because it's fucking stupid. But um, go back to what I was talking about. Money is power, right? And it, this is how they think. Because, like, if they have more money, they have more power. And that's really all that all this comes down to. It's why they're trying to reach the political system to turn out, turn themselves into feudal lords and have all of us are serfs, right? This they reminded me of that this went viral last week. This Applebee's exec got fired because um, he wrote an email to a bunch of managers 
Um, yeah. So he wrote, he was talking about how gas, how gas prices are uh, going higher is good for Applebee's. Basically because they will, well, they'll be able to stop paying people higher wages uh, because people will be so desperate for work they'll take anything. And it's fucking like this forwarded to a bunch of people. The first one, this one forwarded to a bunch of people said, words of wisdom from Wayne. These people were really excited about this. Well, let me read a little bit from this, all right? Everyone has heard the gas prices will continue to rise. Uh, the advantage this has uh, this has for us is that it will increase application flows of a potential lower average wage. How, you ask? Most employee-based and potential employee-based live paycheck to paycheck. An increase in gas prices cuts the disposable income. As inflation continues to climb, gas prices continue to go up. That means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. We are no longer competing with the government on hiring. Stimulus money is no more. Like, he's celebrating this shit. And, and <laughs> he got like, fuck this guy forever. Because these are, like, this isn't, again, people money to fucking eat. I know. Look, I used to, I was a server at a chain restaurant. Oh, Charlie's. They don't have them everywhere, but they're in the South. They're competitors with Applebee's. Mm-hmm. And I know different states have different laws. And also, I know that a lot of people work for Applebee's that are not servers, kitchen staff, and whatnot. But like, when I worked at O'Charlie's, our hourly rate was $2.13 an hour. That's because we got tips, obviously. But I'm saying still, O'Charlie's wasn't paying that. And I don't know. I, Applebee's is all across the country. And I guarantee you, in any given state, they're already paying the bare minimum that they yeah. can be paying anyway. And they're relying on the generosity of their clientele to uh, you know, supplement a huge chunk of their workforce's income in the first place. But it's just never enough. You know what I mean? It's like, no, we need to squeeze them even harder. And this, you know... <laughs> This very upsetting current economic trend will allow us to do so. It's just, it's so like cartoonishly shitty the way these people feel about uh, their workforce or just, or people in general. But hey, Mark, you know what? Like, <laughs> on the phone. I, I was, I was uh, thinking, I, I, I feel like, like one of those like uh, call in radio show hosts or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you just see me. Like you could see me, and I got the cans on and everything, and I'm just nodding. Uh huh. We got we got Mark from Virginia on. Hey, Mark, go ahead. Like it feels like that yeah. kind of thing. But I know I, I know, say, Matt, I know Matt's just trying to troubleshoot and uh, uh, but uh, and fix the problem. But uh, he driving me crazy. I'm going to drive to Seattle and fight him over none of this So I was going to say, listen, in Applebee's defense, they need as much money as possible so they can afford to keep licensing the shittiest country music on the fucking planet (laughs) for their goddamn ads that they run all over daytime TV and drive everybody crazy with. So, you know, it's not like they're not using this money, Mark. They have important expenditures. Yeah, they got it. Like, well, how's the song go, Trey? It's like, fancy, fancy like, like Apple, we fancy yeah. like Applebee's on a Friday night. Because, like, I that song is the song I've hated the most out of the past ten years of my life. I think because when mm-hmm. I first heard, the first time I ever heard it was on an Applebee's commercial, and they name drop Applebee's in the song, and I thought I was like, "Damn, dude, Applebee's has commissioned." some shitty Nashville country artist to do like a country rap ish, like uh-huh. advertising jingle for their franchise. And then when I found out later, it's like, no, that's an actual hit song that Applebee's just co-opted for their commercials. It was just, uh, 
I mean, it's about right as far as like radio country goes, but it was one of the more egregious <laughs> examples that I've seen. And it's got like, you know, uh, fat old boys in cowboy hats, just like, you know, dancing around and shit while they're playing it. And it's like fucking, yeah. Uh, Applebee's, well, was, they ain't it. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I dig Applebee's. I, I think it was probably more of Ruby Tuesday's, man. I like that. Or Charlie's too. But like, it seems deeply classless here because we, I grew up white trash, but like we knew Applebee's wasn't fancy. Like we're aware. Right. Of it. It's just, it's just, it's it was a nice. It's a restaurant we could afford. That was the nicest we could afford on like date nights and birthdays and stuff. But like, it feels, it, it feels like a rich guy being like, you know what, poor people think it's fancy. Applebee's. Yeah. Um, so, what's uh, part the Applebee's thing is like? I know it's like, it's a lot of crazy class war shit. Like I think I made this point before, but like you should tax the shit out of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Even if you didn't spend it or anything, you put it in a big pile and burn it like the fucking Joker in Dark Knight. It would still make society better just because they'd be less powerful and be le- have less ability to ruin our democracy. And I sound like a lunatic when I say that, but that's essentially the same argument that the Applebee's dude is making in the other direction. Is like we need to take away people's power to make decisions. To have, like they don't want their employees have any power over Applebee's, right? So like, like I guess my point is you're in a we're in a terrible. Group. It's just well, only when one side complains about it is it called a class war. Um, yeah. I also saw it pointed out in one of these articles you had sent about how, like, just sort of uh, institutionally or systemically kind of racist the whole thing is because of, like, you know, because of the historical advantages that people – most of these millionaires are white people, and then the fact that they pay less taxes than they should ultimately means that government programs that serve mm-hmm. – uh, other communities, minority communities and stuff, they are underfunded and starved, which results mm-hmm. in more disadvantages for those people. And it's just a just a big feedback mm-hmm. loop of bullshit and the rich getting richer and everybody else getting fucked. Yeah. Cities start for revenue, so they have cops read a bunch of tickets and, and arrest people for bullshit infractions and guess who's getting arrested. But anyway, if you talk about how the law, even if it's not written racistly as disparate impacts, that's, that's critical race theory. And of course, the comments we can't actually oh, say you're that. Right. About. Um, yeah. Sorry, anyway, I didn't mean to. So, I didn't mean to push critical race theory here on the skew. So <laughs> be yeah. for us. I, I also just think like the idea of getting audited. Like, I I think people generally know that other countries don't work this way. Like the government knows how much money you owe them, or has an idea. So a same what a same country does, the government goes, "All right, you pay the right amount of taxes this year. Don't worry about it." Or we did the math, and looks like you underpaid by a grand or so. So uh, send us another grand unless you want to like contest it. And it's a simple process. They just tell you what to do because no other, no, no one else I owe money to just sends me a form saying, guess how much money you owe us. And if yeah. you don't get and it then right, send it to going, me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, and if you don't get it right, you're going to fucking go to jail. Yeah. Uh, Matt, if you want to like start throwing some comments and stuff up, you can, but I was going to say, Mark, like I, I actually didn't know that for a long time. I recently, or not recently, I mean, it's been like years now, but I'm saying I was an adult when I found out that what you just said is true. Anthony Webb on YouTube says, hit that like button. Thank you, Anthony. Like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. But I didn't, I was an adult when I found out that in other countries, it works like you said. It's like you basically get a bill from the government saying, this is the amount of taxes, you know, we say that you owe us and you can dispute it if you want to. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh, right. That's really fucking weird 
that they make us do that in the first place, you know. But, I mean, I always just took it for granted because I didn't know any different. But it's like one of those things when you point it out, you're like, oh, yeah, that. why do we do that? Samantha Sage Schwant says, I was audited last year, still waiting on the refund. Yeah, well. Yeah. Did you try making more money, Samantha? How about that? Yeah. (laughs) And as with everything else in America, the the, the, the reason for why it is this way is corruption, because if you make taxes as difficult as possible, you have to hire an accountant, and accountants like H&R Block lobby the government to keep taxes complicated as shit and difficult, and control taxes too. So they just bought Congress to make taxes difficult, and now we all suffer for it. Yep. So, Um, yeah. DC Trevitt on YouTube says trickle down is the biggest lie ever perpetrated on any society. Uh, yeah. It's obvious if you think about two seconds too, because the money would trickle down to you, they would change the system. (laughs) 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 Why would anybody want their money trickling down? Right. Yeah. I saw, uh, some rich fuck tweeted. I, I don't know when it was, but I just saw it recently where he was like, you know, uh, if you give, I think it was when they were talking about like stimulus checks or something like that. It's like if you give a rich person six hundred dollars, that money is going to accrue in value over time and be turned eventually into other assets and and whatever else. He's like, you give six hundred dollars to a poor person, it's gone in a week, and it's like, yeah, because they have actual shit they got to spend money on, you know, which they, you know, that. They turn around and give that money back to fucking the their mechanic or mm-hmm. the grocery man. You know what I mean? They stimulate the economy instead of just shoving it into some fucking, you know, Wall Street black magic fund that doesn't do anything for anybody. But like, I don't know. I mean, they really do see it that way, though. <laughs> you can't give poor people money. They'll just spend it. And it's like, wait, don't you? Shouldn't yeah. you want that? Like, that's called that is trickle down. Like it trickles down to like mechanics and grocery stores and, 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 and guys who put in stairs and you know gosh 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 when you buy your kid pants <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Jonathan Dye on Facebook says I literally got audited when I was a 15 year old bagger at Kroger. God damn! I guess I never. Uh, we're both getting audited this year, Mark. We're uh, <laughs> we're gonna summon it. We're uh, manifesting it by talking about because yeah. I've, so far, I've avoided that scourge. I feel like you'd be freaked out as a 15-year-old bagger just because, you know, that's some wild-sounding shit to happen to you. But also, it's like, you know, what are they going to do? Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Oh, DC <laughs> Trevin on YouTube says, can't wait to see you and the boys this Friday night, Trey. Yeah, Portland. Portland. We're going to be at Helium in Portland this weekend. Looking forward to Portland. it. Portland's great. Uh few of those shows we're there all weekend some of those shows are already sold out but there are tickets left for the uh later ones if y'all are into that um and yeah wellredcomedy.com if you want to get some tickets watch out for antifa trick i know i'm gonna be talking about that i got some antifa stuff in the works um so yeah but portland's always a good time also man right now with just a quick and the last time we were in portland this uh, lady at the show gave us some homemade weed cookies not saying you should not saying you shouldn't just saying somebody did and uh she said they were 10 milligrams each so we go back to the hotel room and me and Corey drew calls it an early night me and Corey split one of these cookies and we're just going to turn on netflix and right after we turn it on we get a message from that uh, from this woman who said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just realized that 
those i gave you the wrong batch those are 30 milligrams each not 10 so just want to make you guys aware which you know i appreciate her telling us but we'd already eaten it and for both me and Corey, the difference between five milligrams and 15 milligrams is the difference between getting like misted and diving into a pond like it's a <laughs> it's a whole thing we yeah. ended up we had to we freaked out and had to turn netflix off because we had started sicario and sicario opens with like a yeah. hundred bodies being unearthed in the walls of a suburban texas home and mm-hmm. that freaked us the fuck out so then i don't know how we landed on tickle fight but we had a tickle fight <laughs> in Corey's bed for <laughs> what felt like forever but could have just been 90 seconds and uh, yeah. woke up the next day, still couldn't I w- couldn't tell if I was still high or not. Twelve hours later, and Portland's a wild place to not be sure if you're still high or not. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, wild shit going on up there. Aaron yeah. Lee on YouTube says, "My girlfriend Elise and I just got engaged. Would appreciate a shout out. Well, congratulations, That's Aaron and Elise. Aaron and yeah. Elise, good for you. Uh, My wife's name is Aaron, so I'm a big fan of Aaron's. Uh, all right, the uh, I will say uh, I do love Portland. My my biggest Portland. I was there for. I went there a few times for Bridgetown Comedy Festival, and uh, one time I was there. One morning I was woken up. We were, the hotel was next to a park, and I was awakened by an adult marching band practicing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, then the next morning I was awakened by like a hundred person drum circle. So Portland is exactly what you think it is, and I love it. Yeah, no, I agree <laughs> completely. Uh, Kim Shay twenty two on YouTube says, "Oh my God, I'd pay to watch that tickle fight." Yeah, it was a hotly contested oh. affair. I would say that I won the tickle fight, but you know, Corey might dispute that. I forgot the single most important thing I, I saw was we walked past another park, uh, me and my buddy's home, and they were uh, there was an uh, like adult open fight. I mean, like an open invite, like potluck. So like hundreds of people just brought dishes to share, and I was like. God, you people are trusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. Yeah. I yeah. Well, I mean, I just told you we ate those drug cookies, you know, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. But yeah, Portland is like, it's cause I mean, I know it's not like it's exactly in every, it's not literally just straight up Portlandia, but it's like you said, it is like, you know, it is what it is. Like it, it, Portland is very Portlandy. Like in most regards, Florida is very Florida-y. You know, some places just be the way they are. Yeah. Wanda Sharp on Facebook says we have a little bit of everything here in Portland. Yes, you do. It's going to yeah. be uh, cold, I believe. Um, need to get that Jewish guy who works for Biden on the case. Maybe he can fix that for us. But, uh, but yeah, but it'll be fun. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and also remind. So, one last time. Sorry about the goddamn technical issues. And you know, if you've been watching us for a while, we've got a long history of them, but I think we've done pretty good recently. And hopefully this will just be a uh, just a blip and we'll be back to normal next week. But uh, in the meantime, if you want to support the show and you want to get some extra SKUs content, you can give us $5 a month on Patreon and get full-length bonus episodes, weeklyskews.com slash more or patreon.com slash Trey Crowder. It's all the same to us. And uh, we would appreciate it. So I guess with that, we'll uh, put an end to this. Thanks for calling in, Mark. I appreciate it. <laughs> Long time, first time, Trey. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Thanks, guys. So you love you. Bye.